Hello and welcome to another episode of Hot Takes, the story screen podcast where we see new movies. And what is a movie? We're going to find out. Uh, my name is Robbie Anderson. I'm the hostess with the mostest, unless sometimes other people host and they have the most too. But for right now, I have the most. So don't take it away from me. It's mine. Uh, some housekeeping before we jump into the podcast. We're not the only podcast on Story Screen. StoryScreenBeacon.com There's a host of many podcasts, articles, and reviews. And we got a fucking movie theater. And we swear on this podcast. And a drive-in. Shh. And a drive-in. Eat shit. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, suck it, Spotify. Um, the other voices you've heard trying to, <laughs> trying to s- stop me <laughs> is, uh, the sweet Diana DeMuro. Hey, and the uh, what's a good, what's a good adjective for burn or verb? Saucy or adverb? So, oh, I like that. And the saucy on this. And the 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 saucy and sometimes wily uh, Bernard Gorman White. How are you? Hello, good, glad to be here. Hi, hi. yes, uh, guys. I'm happy to have you here. Uh, I think you know we all we like things. Sometimes we dislike stuff. And it's sometimes hard to crack media that doesn't always fit into the mold of a film or a narrative film. What we're about to talk about today is a is is an experience of the sonic variety. It also has it also has uh, visuals that are quite interesting. But it is uh, Bo Burnham's newest comedy special. I like that uh, called Inside. And it's uh, we're gonna tell you what our hot takes are. D, what's your what's your hot take on Inside by Bo Burnham? I thought it was pretty great. Um, it's it's weird. It's interesting. Uh, I am like fascinated by all of the lights and all of the camera angles and like how much he pulled off solo, no crew, no help. Um. It's also unbelievably sad at parts and really poignant during this time of pandemic. Um, and I'm also just reminded like how fucking great he is at coming up with songs and jingles. <laughs> like, like I could seriously see him writing for a, like a Broadway musical easy at this point in his career. And somebody else can write the story if he doesn't want to, but his songs are like, they carry through. It's like more than, you know, seven second vines or whatever from, you know, all of that. So um, I watched it last night with Mike and he said immediately after how he would love to watch it on the big screen, which I kind of agree because yeah. there's sequences, cool. maybe not the entire thing, but there's definitely parts of it that feel very epic, almost like watching like when we watch the documentary of like the last concert of um god my brain is fried i'm sorry Aretha franklin yeah like that or like even um uh shoot i will need something to jog my memory but there was like a couple of other like concert type movies where it's like sort of like this big dance lights all this stuff and he's creating this just like alone which is pretty impressive <laughs> so, extremely what yeah say. yeah mm-hmm uh bernadette what's your what's your hot take on uh bo burnham's inside overall i really enjoyed it um i think he does some really fun things that were really unexpected uh during it especially towards like the the back half 
of of the film. But uh, I will say in the spoiler free zone that there's a song towards the beginning that I was confused about, and it Ooh. kind of painted the rest of the the film in a different light. Like I was kind of angry there for a little bit watching the beginning of the film. And I'll be interested kind of like, to hear about that more. Yeah, it took me uh, like a few, like, I don't know, four songs deeper into the film at that point to be like, all right, now he's winning me back. And it's not that the song in question is bad by any means, but the fact that uh, he's been involved in certain projects in the past few years, I found the song maybe a little uh, misguided. But also, he kind of addresses it later on in the film, too. So, without getting into, like, the specifics just yet, the the fact that that song was towards the beginning of the film was a little confusing to me, but we'll get into that with the meat and potatoes. But I think the film as a whole is very impressive. I don't know how much of it I take completely seriously. Mm. I don't know how much of it is produced. Um... But I guess at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. It's a feat of, like, visuals meet audio. It was just really fun to watch overall. Yeah. I'm also curious to hear, uh, I'm excited to jump into spoilers and hear kind of exactly where your kind of hills and valleys were happening during it. Uh, For me, uh, my hot take on uh, Inside is I have watched it three times. Ooh, I want to watch it again. I was wondering if you guys watched it more than once. I've watched it three (laughs) times. Uh, Yeah, I really like it. Uh, I'm a fan of Bo Burnham in general. I've been ever since he kind of started doing his thing. Oh, man. He's kind of a viral sensation. Yeah, we love Dave Green. I really like his... Yeah, Yeah, and I also love all the other shit that he does. Uh, but yeah, I really enjoyed Eighth Grade as well. I really like his other uh, specials, and I think you know the jump from uh, the the names of them are are leaving my head at the moment. Uh, but the the second one, I remember thinking it's like oh, like seeing just kind of the evolution of of his music and his shtick kind of from the first to to the next one. I was like oh, okay, so he's like evolving, and this definitely feels like another you know uh evolution step the charizard if you so of his of his creative journey um i think a lot of parts of it felt genuine to me i was also very like clocked in the entire time uh i i very much like you know i didn't have anything that i was sucked in immediately i very much enjoyed it uh i think this is like this special is interesting because it's not like the other ones you'd be like oh he's doing like stand-up and music he's doing musical stand-up right, right? this one is just like you know, he's not so much doing jokes. Like, I laugh sometimes, but at a lot of point, I'm just like, I, you know, I think the music is, like, at peak excellence. Like, I think this, like, the other specials, like, I like the music in them. They're great. But it's not really, like, I wouldn't, like, listen to it in the car, like, driving around necessarily. Whereas, like, this one, it's just, like, I'd buy the vinyl of this. Like, I think the music <laughs> is, like, I think the music bumps. Like, I think it's, like, yeah. oh, there's some jams There's definitely it. some hooks that get stuck in your head and then... Mm-hmm. The way that he weaves some of those back into other songs later on is pretty awesome. You're just like, yeah, oh, there's, ah, okay, okay. There's some I've been humming. Uh, but yeah, I, I left uh, Inside feeling very uh, inspired personally just of so much he was able to do on his own with, you know, some some big budget equipment here and there, but for the most part, 
pretty minimal stuff. And I, I bet a bunch of stuff he's just kind of accrued over time doing his projects. Um, and yeah, I just kind of really, you know, I, I appreciate this look into Bo's psyche just because he strikes me as a creator who having blown up so early and became such an internet sensation is also very critical of his, of his success and his like status as like what level celebrity he is. And as someone who can both like kind of laugh about like the, he can parody himself, but then also kind of like kind of pull back even further. And I think also it's like a very general, general like deconstruction of himself. And I think, uh, you know, I think, when any successful artist does that, there has to be some level of like, they have to feel a little bit out of touch because they are so successful, but they also are showing you that, you know, they're also, you know, they're, they're letting you see the warts a little bit. Um, but yeah, my, my hot take is that I genu- I very genuinely enjoyed it. It's probably my favorite piece of media that has released this year. So that's, that's where I'm at. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I, it took me a minute to think of it, but, um, I was thinking of like the, I don't know if you guys have seen the, the LCD sound system documentary that was supposed to be their final concert, but then they ended up getting back together a couple of years after that. It's a, uh, it's called shut up and play the hits. It's really awesome. You guys should watch it sometime. If you have a chance, even if you're not like a huge LCD sound system fan, it'll probably make you like them a little bit. Yeah. Um, cause it does have this like weird sadness cause it's supposed to be their last show, but then it's got like these epic, like everybody around. And that was sort of like that last big song of his kind of reminded me of that. And I was, I was like, oh, this is like a concert film, but there's no fans. <laughs> there's, there's just us at home. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty yeah, which made it even cooler to watch, like yeah. knowing that you were inside in your home watching totally. him do that. Yeah, yeah, it was very clever. Yeah, I like that. Um, D kind of touched on it, like you know, he could do music for like a Broadway musical, and and yeah, I agree. I I, I also think that this special had a lot. It, you know, it felt like a Broadway special in a way, like or it felt like. Uh, it felt very theatrical at times, and and you know that's that's for me is like that kind of step he's taking kind of beyond stand up. And you know I'm curious to see if he'd return. You know that that could be a conversation we have in spoilers because he also you know kind of mentions his uh, adverseness to being on stage. Yeah, for a while. Yeah, because that um, last special was like in 2016 or something. Yeah, yeah. I think we all expected. Yeah, yeah, and I think you know we could you could assume that you know he's been busy doing other stuff. You know, he was in um, uh, well, he he directed and wrote Eighth Grade, and he was in Promising Young Woman. You know, who who knows how long those projects realistically take? But you know, I could have bought if he was just like chilling in between and not doing much. But it seemed like he was dealing with some serious mental health issues, um, and he touches on all that. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, I want to just do crazy lighting in my closet. <laughs> right? I was like, I want yeah. one of those so I can have my own dance party. And then I was like, he's got so much yeah. variety. Yeah, I also, I, agree. I also just loved, like, between all these theatrical sequences, these weird 
behind the scenes type documentary style sequences where he's just like fuck because he's messing up his own lines or you know whether that's part of the shtick or not and then like us seeing him brush his teeth and like trip over all of the shit in his apartment (laughs) you know it's just like a pretty great like him laying down while he's recording something i'm just like this is all good stuff yeah the the amount of uh material he has with all of his gear is very funny but i was very anxious throughout the course of the film because i was like it's so disorganized yeah how is he not going crazy you're like that's the inside of his mind (laughs) yeah Yeah. i was gonna say like how is he not going crazy it's like no i think he uh he's was embraced (laughs) he went he embraced it (laughs) yeah because i do think you know you you see kind of things become more and more disheveled and uh yeah you know i I think there can be an interesting interesting conversation to like be had about like how much is his naturalistic unwinding or how much is his narrative storytelling at play. Right. You know, I think there's an interesting conversation there. I think that, you know, for, for my perspective, you know, the, the line is blurred just enough where I, I am not too concerned with it. It is curious. Like, you know, I bring up a lot of times with like, um, biopics, Hmm. When uh, you have a characters having conversations or something happens, I'm like, did they really say that though? You know, like I have trouble like sus- suspending my disbelief, and like sometimes I-, I don't. You know, sometimes I'm like, I'm watching First Man. I'm like, yeah, he said that. He said that rude thing to that guy when he's looking at the stars. <laughs> like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. What I don't care. Um, great movie. But yeah, great movie. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's it, or like something like I Tanya. Like you know, it it's so just insane and rapid pace like you don't really have time to not suspend your disbelief you're like i kind of just have to do it mm. but you know with this it's like i you know i think i i buy that he was having a tough i think he was having a tough time in general i think he's someone who seems very concerned with the outside world mm-hmm. and you know i think a lot of times he embodied a lot of like you know the the uh the paradoxal you know conundrum of like you know being someone of privilege both from your family background by the color of your skin and then seeing so much like social unrest happening and feeling like it like activated but helpless at times because you're like i don't want to do too much but i also want to do something and i think he like you know really captured that feeling without also offering a solution because i think that would be part of the problem problem as well because it's not really our place to to like do that you know what i mean yeah, I, I really felt for him. It was a very clever way to open the program to say, like, should another white man do this? But it's like, you can't help the body you're born into. And if you want to create and if you want to try to be funny, like, you shouldn't feel like you have to mute yourself just because of how you look. So I felt like, yeah, he was very aware of himself and who he represents and what he stands for. I think he was, did a good job I liked- of being aware of that. Yeah. yeah. I liked the argument of, like, whether comedy was appropriate regardless. Like, I liked that, you know, like, do you need to be joking right now? And then on top of that, being the white man to save it on top of that was, like, its own, you know, veil or, or, you know, to look through on that one. But, yeah. Just the fact that, you know, he's he's here doing, he's you know, he he makes reference to the fact he's like, well, I'm, I'm doing it, like, literally right now and I'm making money. 
Yeah. It's just like, yeah. yeah. I mean, because it was, because it's also just like, yeah, I mean, like Bo Burnham, don't go work at Starbucks. Like, yeah, keep doing this. But it's, it's hard. I think, you know, I, I, he does a really good job of, again, like, showing his frustration with the conundrum without trying to be like, but I figured it out, though. Right. Moral of the story is, I got it. Where it's just like, you know, it's not really a thing to be got or solved. It's not a math problem, you know. There is no, there is no win-all equation, necessarily. There's just kind of empathy and i think he has that in spades you know yeah and i like too that he says later on like how am i doing wait i don't want you to tell me how i'm doing (laughs) (laughs) like respect (laughs) not interested yeah he like he like vacillates between being like it doesn't matter everything's fucked and then like i still care about these things and then there's like the humor in between of trying to figure that out which i like Mm mm-hmm yeah yeah, I definitely, you know, I, I wonder, because he describes, like, you know, him starting the special. It seems like he started, like, at least in April of last year, right? Like, and, you know, it seemed like he was doing whatever his version of pre-production was for about six months before he started actually really writing songs and doing stuff like that. And, you know, it seems like a lot of his um, unwinding could have come from self-isolation as well, you know, and come from, like, him forcing himself to be a recluse. You know, we we know it was, like, being in lockdown and stuff. Uh, And we also found ways to occupy ourselves. We did a lot more online content, I think, all of us, to, you know, distract ourselves from crazy. I think we we all also had weeks where we're just like, yeah, I didn't do... I think I'm supposed to do because uh, I don't know if you see what it's like out there. It's pretty fucking shitty. Um, and uh, yeah, and I just kind of like you know I do think even in in the most cliche of of takeaways or at least one of the most bare bone takeaways from the special is that like you know I do think he encapsulates encapsulate encap help me encapsulate you had it you had it you had it yeah thanks you got this he does that very well with the feelings that I think a lot of people. Uh, and especially like in our like various age groups, I think he captured that very, very well, you know, and like the, the idea of just like, you know, we have a, a, a few generations that just have a, a year lost, essentially, or a year gained, depending on how you did it. You know, I'd argue for him, year gained. Uh, he put out something that is yeah. vastly critical. It is critically acclaimed out the wazoo. Very few people have anything, you know, if 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 with Knox included you know, everyone seems to like the special or at least takes away, walks away with, with something. Yeah. You know? The word so. masterpiece has been said by a couple of critics. So, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it is, it, it, the work I think paid off for, for him. And the foresight you know, so. to start pretty yeah. soon. I wonder when, you know, he, uh, rapped like, like when, cause I, cause I was thinking like, you know, a lockdown in a lot of places lifted, within the past few months. And I wonder, or, or like kind of like, like lighter restrictions. I think he's in LA um, and their mask mandate, I think went up recently, but only a New York artist did as well. Um, but things have been like, kind of like chilling out a little bit. And I wonder if he like reclused even more, like, you know, even when things started kind of lighting up, he's like, well, I'm still doing this. So I'm not doing, I'm not talking to anybody <laughs> or whatever, you know? Yeah. I think, uh, he started promoting it in April, 
I think he like dropped it on Instagram. He was like, this is a special I've been working on, you know, whatever. This is coming out end of May, early June. So I wonder, yeah, if he was working on it up until that point where he was like, all right, I'm in the tail end. I've got most of it together. I can get it done to Netflix uh, by this date. Or maybe it was like a contracted thing. I don't know if he made it and then tried to sell it. Or if, like, Netflix signed on sight unseen and was just willing to put it out no matter what. That's true. Which, yeah. That would be a smart move with him because he's yeah. such a consummist, like, a uh, perfectionist. He's, like, you know you're not going to get something bad from him. No. I mean, he has, you know, a relationship with Netflix because his other specials released on there. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he could probably, I, think he, I assume he has enough industry pull where you know he could just be like i think he i'm making something in a year give me money now yeah i think he was working on like (laughs) i think he helped direct or stage some other stand-up too like dave Chappelle and some other ones so he might have already been kind of like production yeah experience happening yeah i mean it's it, it is incredible and you know i do think i hope people have also been having my like my takeaway emotion, which is, again, is just feeling inspired and being like, man, I want to make my own, you know, not song and dance special. And that's not where my talents lie, but, <laughs> but like my own, you know, some kind of artistic endeavor that's like that. I'm like, yeah, you know, like and it's not and for me. It doesn't feel like, oh, if Bo Burnham can do it. I can do it. It's like Bo Burnham's uh, been in the game for a long time. It's very talented and has the work to back it up. But like, you know, just kind of is just like you, you can do a thing with so little. You can make something so cool with so little and like. You know, you can you can flex what skills you have to make something happen, you know. Um, yeah, he was wearing a yeah. headlamp and using it on a disco ball, and it was amazing. So, it was <laughs> sick. Yeah, so, yeah, so it was just could, like, hey, man. You can feel inspired yeah. to do whatever yeah. you want. <laughs> Definitely watching yeah. other people um, play music always makes me want to play music. And then I'm always like, oh, I had all that time and I didn't I didn't come up with a million songs, <laughs> but it's still so yeah. cool to watch. And we all spend time differently. Yeah. And like, yeah, again, like I think his work paid off, like I mentioned before. But I also think uh, it seemed like he had a bad time. So right. you know, if you didn't have that bad of a time, maybe you had a better year than he did. I don't know. <laughs> it's hard to say. Yeah, I, well, I think. I, oh, sorry, Bernard. That's okay. Uh, for the listeners, I sent a picture of my brother to Robbie and Diana before we got started. <laughs> he looks it, great. It cracks me up that like Bo Burnham's. I've been inside for a year. This is how crazy I look now. Is kind of just how my brother looks all the time. <laughs> this is normal stuff. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the, the hey, year people, definitely uh... worked differently on everyone. <laughs> I mean, the thing I've been hearing also a lot besides Inside's a Masterpiece is I want to fuck Bo Burnham. That's the other thing that's been going around a lot lately is, <laughs> is people want to bang that guy. I just so, was you know, his, really like, look. <laughs> cognizant of how tall he is. Like all of the yeah. instances of him like either ducking to get in and out of the door or like him standing around with little to no clothes on. I would be like, <laughs> I was like, his legs are so long. <laughs> I felt that way when watching Promising Young yeah, Woman. He's just like, you know, he's just he's around all these normal people. Yeah. He's, huge. he's supposed to play Larry Bird, I I read in a, be cool. some kind of biopic type movie. So I was like, okay, I could see that. I'm curious to see him do more yeah. acting. Yeah. Yes. 
Yeah, definitely. I went back and watched some of his older stuff when I was done watching the movie because I just hadn't listened to him in a long time. And yeah, just looking at how young he was when he got his start, he was a baby. He is no longer a baby. He is yeah. now a man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's like one of the, he's like college humor original guys. Too. Yeah. He's like all the like, original Vine, original YouTuber. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's a mm-hmm. success story. And I, and I think he has a lot of opinions on that. I think you get a little bit of that in like eighth grade. Yeah. Of him kind of being like, oh my God, if I, he's wrestling with the fact he's like, I was so young when all of this like burgeoning technology was coming out. He has feelings and about now, social what if media. You were younger? <laughs> he has feelings about social media. He has feelings about like media mm-hmm. in general, I think. Right. And he has feelings about just like the state of the world and how fucking jacked up it is, you know? Yeah. It's cool. There's a lot. There's a lot in the special, but I I do think one of the, I think also one of the strongest aspects is how like experimental it feels. It, it feels a little bit of him like seeing his creative process and you know it maybe being like this is a little bit of a nightmare. But I've been there. I you know I've written stuff and I've had notes on the wall and have been like this is this feels I can't do it <laughs> you know. But and and it's crazy seeing him feel so unconfident in what he's doing. But then you're also seeing the the project after that you know it's just like it worked out man that's always cool i think it's always cool when you get to see someone's creative process and you see their failures you know as 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 presented and uh and you know they feel genuine to me yeah and i as i was saying earlier i don't know if they feel completely genuine to me but it doesn't matter really at the end of the day just because what you're watching is so entertaining the the finished product is real no matter how it got yeah. there. So, I mean, I think even watching it, you're watching it as like a narrative, you know, a a narrative, a fictional narrative, you know, it's it's just like, well, this still works. This still works. It still has like the things that, that vibe in it, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Well, are you guys ready to go to the spoiler zone? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we, I think we recommend this. Uh, we're going to... And now you're, you're thinking, like, how do you spoil this musical special? Well, we haven't told you what our favorite songs are. True. So there you go. So you just have to, you know, fucking watch it and come come back. But yeah, we recommend it. Uh, it's really cool. Uh, it's sad, but also I think you'll, you'll leave it feeling like you watched something really cool. So just check it out. All right. We'll be right back with spoilers for Bo Burnham's Inside. And we're back for spoilies for Bo Burnham's Inside. All right. Well, I think the first order of business is burn. Hit us. Hit us with uh, where was your valley? Because you had peaks later. Yes, correct. So he had me up until uh, White Woman's Instagram, and <laughs> which <laughs> I've I found really funny. <laughs> But yeah, I apologize if the, if some of that made you feel weird or bad because I well, could see how it could, but I found it very funny. <laughs> right, right. So this was my experience watching that particular song. Getting into it, I was kind of laughing. Like, yes, we all know these people, and as I'm watching it, especially when they get to like the Lord of the Rings line that was yeah. falsely attributed to. <laughs> Martin Luther King. Um, me as like a nerdy person felt like, oh, this is hilarious because that's not me. That's not the type of white woman I am. Right. But then it made me mad that I was 
laughing at these other white women who, Ah. yes, maybe are a little vain, but also that's how they want to express themselves. Sure. And I felt like he was putting me like, I felt like I had been tricked and then I was angry with myself that I, the reason or the way to enjoy the song is to kind of like pit yourself against those type of women, which I think I'm really done doing in comedy. I really don't like feeling like these women suck. These women are great. And especially by the time it got to like the, the section where he's talking about like the woman whose mom passed away and this is the caption. I was like, I think maybe this part he's trying to say like, no, these people are people. Yes. So just because they take pictures of pumpkins and latte art doesn't make them bad people. Right. But still, I I guess I was just a little upset that it took that long to get to that point in Mm. the song. And so I understood it, but it was all like painted too with the fact that he was just in a promising young woman and which I think the heavy themes in that are how women are pitted against each other to survive in a man's world. And I'm just like, I don't know if we need this song, Bo Burnham. Like, I I get what you're trying to say, but I think the special would have been stronger without it. Mm. And by the time we got to, uh, like, the Hold Me Accountable song, <laughs> um, that one's called Problematic. I'm like, mm. yeah, dude. You are problematic. I yeah. like that you're acknowledging it, but like you already have a song in this special that I found a little problematic. But uh, by that point, I was like back on track and I still ultimately really enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, I just I didn't like that song just because it, it made me feel so bad and not in like a good way because it reminded me again, like, oh, yeah, sometimes women are kind of forced to look down on other women in order to like be a part of the comedy scene like mm. it just like because i'm watching hacks right now as well on hbo the gene smart i've heard good things about that it's really good and it's like i constantly have comedy and women on my mind <laughs> and so going into it it just like kind of took my feet out from under me but So that was the song that I was like, I don't know about this special. And then the more I watched it, obviously, the more I got back into it. But I don't know. I did think, though, I think you you kind of referenced this already, but I I think that like he is it is a little definitely it's tongue in cheek. And it's also like when it does get to that portion where um it's a woman talking about missing her mom who's who's died it's like the camera angle has changed from it looking like a cell phone to like being full-on widescreen and i feel like that's like super deliberate to make that more real and then you're like oh wait a minute he's not making fun of this person this is like sincere for a second and then going back to like the chorus of ridiculousness so i think you're right i think it is like to make fun of people, but then also be like, no, these are real people. And sometimes it's going to be cheesier than others. And your posts can be sincere, but can also be seen as like totally planned with your weird blueberries and your oatmeal bowl, <laughs> peace symbol, latte art, you know. So I totally get that. But I guess um, like it, it didn't rub me that badly, I guess, because I kind of expected certain things to be poking fun at it and I wasn't necessarily thinking like 
I didn't immediately think, oh, right, I'm laughing at all these other women. But you're right, there is some of that in comedy and with female comedians, I think, sometimes where sometimes female comedians feel like they have to, like, to be in on the scene, have to be a little bit more male and maybe make fun of other women. And you don't, and you don't really need to do that to be funny. So, yeah, there is a little bit of that for sure. Yeah, and maybe I was just more angry with myself for going to that place where I'm like, Haha, I'm not one of those white women on Instagram. <laughs> oh, yeah. I definitely, I like, oh, I've definitely I done that? some of that stuff. And I've also been like, Mom, don't do that. You know, like, <laughs> so, so I feel like it happens, you know, or there's also been plenty of other uh, accounts that we follow uh, as the story screen account where it's like a business or... Oh yeah. <laughs> to not specifically shout anyone out, maybe yoga or something, you know, some kind of gym membership or something where I feel like it's a lot more of the inspirational type post. And so if, to me, that was kind of hitting those notes a little bit where I was cracking up about stuff like that, where I was like, yeah, all the pumpkins. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I think, you know, he, he could have had the same song instead of like targeting white woman specifically he was he just was just like you know you're trying to be a vain person (laughs) on instagram but you know i uh yeah i i agree with what you guys said uh i don't have much to add uh i do think that's an interesting interpretation i can i can definitely understand like going down that like kind of step-by-step rabbit hole (laughs) and then kind of being on the other side being like i didn't do anything for me (laughs) you know i i can i can see that I can I can empathize with that perspective, you know. I think, and I, I and I do think, you know, if you ask Bo Burnham, like, what do you think of these these ladies on Instagram? He'd be like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> do whatever they post whatever they want. Like, yeah. yeah, and and you know, you also have to like keep, you know. I, I think there's something there. Like, he was he was so good at replicating what some of these trendy pictures look like and they look amazing yeah. they look incredible and and if anything i think it shows the the artistry that goes into making a lot of these instagram posts you know like for sure i'm watching it and i'm like how do i make it so it looks like the stars are like really like close up in frame and i have like stuff behind me like i, I was like i want to make something like that, you know? <laughs> so i yeah, i think i think that yeah i think in the same way where he points the mirror to himself sometimes you know, he talks about his like inability to send dick pics or his frustrations <laughs> with talking to his, his mother during a pandemic. Oh man, just, like, just fucking talk to I your loved mom. that. But also, sometimes talking to them sucks ass. <laughs> I loved the sequence, like just uh, all of the the shots of him like clearly shouting or mimicking shouting at his mom about something. I was just like, oh, okay, I've yeah. yes. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I like that. I love, I really so my favorite song in the special is uh and the one that like really sucks with me is I you know I don't know if the songs really have like titles necessarily. I got to watch this again. The chor- <laughs> yeah, the the chorus has like um it's the it's the scene where he's he's like naked and he just turned 30. Oh. And it's like and it's um you know like all my super friends are having stupid children oh. and it's like that that song for me is just like <laughs> Is, that like, song is great and then he talks like, about turning 40 and just dying and i was like that's gonna be me this summer <laughs> so yeah i mean he talks a lot about like you know he 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 says he wants to kill himself multiple yeah. times during the special and i don't know if you guys say at the end of the credits he does have like a suicide hotline number thing and he does have that part that i think he uses very poignantly like he uses it in a way that really does 
communicate to people. It's like, hey, don't kill yourself. It really sucks. It's a bad time. But then he also projects it onto himself because he's projecting his, you know, he's just like, he's also like, yeah, but sometimes it really, it feels really bad. And I also think that's a really interesting way to tackle, like, I think, you know, if someone really wants to kill themselves and you tell them like, well, if you, well, don't do it, it's, they're not going to be like, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I changed my, I changed my mind. <laughs> I was just, you know, it's, it's kind of like, I think you have to come at it from, from some level of empathy where it's just like, you know, it's like, I don't, I don't want you to kill yourself, but I can understand why things are really hard or why everything feels hopeless you know i was very during during peak pandemic and and also i i I relate a lot to 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 some of those feelings because i was also on the eve of turning 30 this past year during pandemic and you know a lot of his his feelings i i could definitely relate to um who has the sirens? It's me. Is that you? <laughs> I muted it at yeah, five because this... they do one every day at five, so I muted the mic. But now uh, it's like I don't know how long this is gonna go on. The zombies. Yeah. <laughs> the zombies are coming. Yeah. I like it. Uh, I lost a friend to that over the pandemic, and yeah, yeah. yeah I really liked how Bo was like, "Listen, I wish I could do it for like a year." Yeah. and come back but i liked that he was just like listen you, it doesn't work that way like once you're done you're done so please don't <laughs> i know my sister and i always joke about if we as humans could hibernate and just like go to sleep for six months while the weather's shitty and i feel real sad and maybe live off my own body fat and then wake up with long hair and feeling wonderful because <laughs> you're so rested and then you're ready for spring <laughs> but no because <laughs> we're not yeah, bears I mean, we're the pressures of being fucking alive yeah. make it so that we want to take a break from living yeah mm-hmm. and it shouldn't be that way and i think even and like you know i I think everyone handles pressure in different ways and people have different levels of pressure and you can't judge or whatever like what someone's day-to-day makes them feel because that's that's their business you know it's like i only i and i can only imagine like you know someone like bo burnham who talks about like having panic attacks on stage doing the fucking thing he does like doing the thing he loves to do and having a lot of trouble like wrestling with that and then like on the eve of him kind of like trying to i think like do the therapy, uh, it gets taken away from him, and then he kind of has to put his creative energy into something else, and the world's falling apart, and he's just like, well, this well, making piano songs isn't going to get rid of racism. Right. And, uh, yeah, I think that's a really helpless feeling. And, uh, you know, it's crazy, because this it didn't get rid of racism, this special. <laughs> nope. You know, it we all not. thought it would, we thought it would just get rid of it, and somehow it's still around, and it's nuts. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, you could be dealing with depression or suicidal thoughts in normal life. And then the pandemic is like its own weird microcosm where maybe getting to stay home and not interact was good for certain people. And then other people really struggled because they didn't have anyone else to talk to or see on a regular basis. And yeah, it, it sucks thinking of people that felt more alone and you know any of us maybe couldn't be in as regular contact with people just because we wouldn't run into them to know they're having a harder time than normal or we're actively trying to not see people because of the pandemic and 
Yeah, I I had a friend pass away this year too, and there was sort of like she was having a hard time, so there was speculation about whether or not it's suicide. I don't totally know, um, which is a bummer because I saw her before the pandemic, and that was the last time I saw her. And I would have liked to have at least talked to her to know she was having that hard a time. But yeah, I feel you on that. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's tough too when. Your friend is just really eclectic and kind of a strange individual anyway. And so you're kind of like, well, it's a little stranger than usual. Yeah, it's hard to read. Yeah, (laughs) you don't know how extreme things are when you don't get to see people that regularly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I almost think it's like almost more like beneficial and projects like these to like just talk about that you're feeling that way. And again, not necessarily make the moral be like, but don't do it. Obviously, don't make the moral be like, just to fucking do it. Like, that's not good either. <laughs> but like, just to kind of be like, no, I feel like I feel that way too. I have felt that way yeah. too. You know, we we all can feel that way. And I think that, you know, I feel like for people feeling, it's also good. I mean, I think the, the power of art in general is to see someone else's perspective, someone else's perspective, and you can relate to it. You totally. Know? Like, they capture like some weird feeling that you haven't told anyone about. It's like, yo, I feel that way too. Yeah, I loved I loved seeing <laughs> you know. uh, that sequence of him further on in the process, longer hair, longer beard, <laughs> looking really depressed, and then having that footage, you know, screening on his white T-shirt yeah. of slightly earlier on being like, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, the times where they intercutted, like, because towards the end, they do kind of a reverse. Like, there's a part really like, in the really beginning, like, intro where they do like a splice of him like looking really older and shaggy and then they do one later of him looking like less shaggy yeah. but like on the precipice of like doing the project right. and i really i really like that you know i really i i really just like you know I, at the end of the day you know whether you see you know his his dysfunctions as genuine or or uh fabricated it's uh, the commitment to the bit is is sellable you know it's it's cool it's cool to see the level of commitment that went into making this special. I also think like once you're that deep, it's just like, well, I'm not stopping. <laughs> it's going to come out in some way. Mm-hmm. It's so polished too. Yeah. Like, I, I, it, I think it's like, there's some like level of like supreme bummer I have that like, I don't know if he'll ever do like a breakdown. It's like how I made inside or like how, like, you know, the behind the scenes of how I made inside. Cause it's like, the thing is the behind the scenes, right? Like, Right, you know, yeah. like I, I don't know if we'll ever. And like for me, as like a young creator, like I just, or you know, intermediate, intermediately aged, young <laughs> in my career, creator, <laughs> I would love to like just know everything about how like breakdown of how he did fucking everything. I know. I feel like a repeat watchings of certain things would be very cool, or watching together where we know we've all seen it, so it's okay to talk during it. Because I feel like you can yeah. you can totally pick apart certain things, like just like how funny it was to see him like flashing his phone behind him for like a light or various, you know, he had another camera over here and he's got one close up and you don't realize they're hooked together until he like trips over something and it pulls <laughs> both of them. So it is kind of cool to see that process a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, yeah, I my favorite sorry, I part my was favorite uh, song. right. Uh, my favorite part was 
the moment where he was like doing like a Twitch live stream of him like playing the video game. Of I was going to ask you guys about that when you <laughs> thought of that because I thought that was very funny and sad. He was like, "Guess I'll cry again." Yeah, and then when he completed the day, the mission was completed. It was cry four times. <laughs> it was just like, "Yep," because I love too that Twitch like really blew up over the pandemic because that's how people were connecting to each yeah. other. Yeah. And so it was cool to see him like pay homage to that and also just like how video games were so calming and soothing for so many people during the pandemic. Like new gamers and old gamers alike, like getting back into that style of video game was very cool. But it was just so funny. Yeah. <laughs> like, the fact that he had to like film that knowing that he was filming that scene for the video game scene is just a really funny thought to me. Yeah. Oh, I gotta watch it again. I don't know if I have a specific favorite song. I did love the like sequence of him wearing that like flannel night shirt and like nothing else. And I was like, what is happening in this? <laughs> then I think that's the I think that's the intro to White right, Williams Instagram. Right. Because he's like avocado. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like the most it's also like the most perfect And you're like, are you ever. filming a Taylor Swift video? What are you doing? You know, like it had like all this um I do love the like uh the end sequence with sort of like all of like the blue lighting and him trying to get you to dance in your home and things like that. I did kind of love that for sure. Um, yeah. Yeah, good songs. Blue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I like the video game scene uh, because he, he says some choice words in games where I'm like, oh, this guy knows a video right? game. He, like, he like is a gamer. Yeah. He's like a gamer. He talked about Death Stranding and how it might be boring, and it's like that is how you talk about Death Stranding because it might be boring. <laughs> that game, that game's very good. It also is fucking weird. It's also it's funny also because Inside is the name of an indie video game. Oh really? That is very popular. Uh, a lot of people like really dig it. Um, so I thought that was funny, but it's just like I mean, it's fine. They also like <laughs> flash that image of him in the chair like early on in the special and i was like what the fuck was that and then later on you're like oh okay (laughs) so i'm glad they didn't do too much of that but i also would have liked a little bit more because i i think i think that's also because like it it would be too much of like the the meta i think the idea is that you don't want the the post-production of the project to the whole idea is like you're supposed to be feeling like you're experiencing it as he Right, experiencing yeah. it. Obviously, you're you're not because he is editing things and he's doing things in whatever his level of post is, you know. But I think the, the what you're supposed to be feeling is is that you're along for the ride in real in real ish time, you know, or it's it's linear at least, you know. Right. I liked it too because uh, when I watch Heath play some modern video games, and they're like basically showing you where to walk and showing you who to talk to and i'm like heath it doesn't feel like you're playing anything like you're experiencing it but you're not like figuring things out for yourself and he was just like yeah some video games are like this yeah there's also some weird art house video games that might be like cry four times (laughs) like those games like exist (laughs) you know uh I, i he did a really good job and again he does such like simple editing stuff where i'm like oh yeah i i know how to do that but i've never fucking you know my dumb human brain has never been like oh yeah no you can like just do that and i had that so many times as watching i mean there are definitely a lot of things where i was just like i could not do that well there's a lot of things i feel like where you're like oh yeah he has directed 
a movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, his his eye for for framing and shooting things is uh, fucking nuts. Yeah. Yeah, he gets it. It's really good. <laughs> yeah. I don't think, again, like, I don't think you can replicate all of those shots in, like, the, the white woman's Instagram song unless you, like, really, like, know what you're doing. <laughs> like, you know, you have to know how to, like, light all that stuff and frame all that stuff, and it all, like, looks really fucking good. It is kind of crazy, just um, the lighting, period. Like, just his ability yeah. to use all of the various equipment and crap and low-grade, high-grade, whatever, you know, like, to get yeah. all those different I mean, effects. I think, you know, it took him... It took him a while, yeah. but I mean, I think it looked like he kind of just had like a two light system, maybe more, but he did have like that crazy iPad that was able to change the hue. So, you know, he had some Bo Burnham money that, that made that special look good. Sure. But I don't think, he, I really don't think he had anything that crazy. I bet you all that music stuff he had is just... Stuff he had. His. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Right, you know? He's been playing the keyboard for a long time. <laughs> he's been playing, he's been playing the ivories for, uh, what did Miss Bones say? <laughs> What did she tickle the ivories? Tickle the that... ivories. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. You do a really good Miss Bones impression. Yeah, it's uncanny. Mm. Yeah, it's crazy. I like her. It's really I look good. up to her. Yeah. <laughs> She's as, an you should. Of mine. as you should. <laughs> She's, an, She's a feminist icon, Miss Bones. <laughs> She's been around for a long time. All right, guys. Any, uh, any more thoughts on Inside before we start wrapping up? I also really loved the critique on the critique when he starts like critiquing the video that he had just done and I was just going deeper and deeper and deeper and he was like all right this is it (laughs) I'm losing my mind I just love that he was like you know I sound a little pretentious about whatever you know and then you're just like it's going and it's going it's so good (laughs) I definitely uh, related to to that because there's so much like especially in like video game and like nerd culture like content yeah. like it it is it does become so fucking derivative well you're sometimes. you're creating a lot of video content now and do you find it feels derivative yeah, sometimes. Or, yeah or i mean it's, it, it's hard to you want to say something unique and be like i want to put my spin on the thing but so much of it is just like i you know i, I do so little uh i do so much creating based on other creations like i do so little creating from my own from the ether of my soul from screen <laughs> and i think and i do and i'm not trying to like also you know like dismiss people who do do those you know reactions to trailer to do to do the stuff i i have been doing for for a while now or even that we do you know as even as the writing team and stuff like in all there are times where i think we can all feel like this kind of can feel derivative sometimes but also i there is a craft there is an art to it i think he would argue the same but i do think you know when you start putting things under like yeah, when you go on YouTube and like someone makes a reaction video to like a movie trailer and someone's making a reaction video to that human <laughs> yeah, being's reaction, it's just like, I love it. All right, and the thing is like that fucking exists, like that's out there, and like those videos both can have like fifty thousand plus views. I just, it's I like, kind of love the idea of maybe us in the future going back and looking at some older content and <laughs> and doing something like that at some point, not to the effect that mm-hmm. Bo Burnham did, but. But maybe like re-examining, um, even if we're not critiquing ourselves, like critiquing whether or not we still like a certain movie that we were really hot or not on back when it came out, or yeah. you know, I just—I mean, there was a while I think on hot takes where I had a disclaimer because I kept like, well, when we used to do hot takes, that was that they were hotter. Right? Oh like, yeah, were, you can like, say shit the and then the next day be like, actually, day, like, I like that movie. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, it was an upgrade was one where I like. Did the did the hot take on it? I was like, oh, it was cool. I didn't really, I didn't like this. And like, I feel like just six months later, I was like, 
that movie actually fucking rules. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it makes it makes me feel bad because it's just like, well, do I did I change my mind because I genuinely changed my mind or enough people who I respect really liked it? And uh, and again, I it's it's and I think it's fine if it's either. I don't I don't think anyone should beat themselves up for changing their opinion on something. But uh, it, it makes you, I don't know, it just, it makes you, it makes your opinions feel derivative. It's hard. I, I think that's like a, a thing he captured so poignantly that is, is very, it's, it's a unique feeling to people who like generate content based on other content that it's like, well, all right, how do I not feel derivative? You know, how do I not feel repetitive? And uh, there are ways to do it. And I also think it's like, don't take it too seriously. Just you have fun making it, just make it, but right yeah i was a pretty hard devil's advocate for rise of skywalker because the room was so divided and then like the more i thought about that movie i'm like man i was way too nice to rise of skywalker (laughs) (laughs) yeah i I also did not like that uh, (laughs) rise of skywalker was one that you know now removed i am glad i was as angry yes (laughs) well the thing after when we left rise of skywalker i i i wasn't angry i was like i'm very sad yeah i'm very upset disappointment i yeah like it's just could have been so cool hercules could have been really cool (laughs) yeah Yeah. it was a bummer yeah cool well we made another episode where we had to talk about Star Wars. (laughs) uh we did it well, guys, thank you so much for joining me on this uh, unique adventure through this musical journey of Bo Burnham. Yeah. Uh, does anyone have anything that they've created recently that they would like to plug? This isn't something that I created, but this was a comedy special from last year. It's called Nate. Oh. And yeah. I would say if you really dug inside, you should watch Nate. It's very good. Cool. It's also on Netflix, I believe. Nice. Go. So if you're done watching this, go watch Nate. Very cool. If, if you, you already have the subscription, use it. Uh, yeah, I don't have too much to plug. Uh, I have a few videos on the Story Screen YouTube channel. I'd love if people would check those out. I've reviewed uh, Willie's Wonderland recently, the new Nick Cage movie, and it's pretty good. Cool. But not as good as Mandy. <laughs> which should I be making that comparison anytime Nick Cage makes a movie? Yes. Well, it's his fault for making it's his fault for being in cool movies that look like they could be Mandy spinoffs, so eat a dick. <laughs> uh, and also uh I I uh, I'm on Letterboxd. If you guys oh, want to yeah. hear me talk more about movies on, on the written form, uh find me on there at Rob A. Bay. I gotta I gotta get into that. I must I wanna look at your guys' stuff. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah, I'm on I, it. Uh, I like Letterboxd. I need to build it up. Cool. I uh, I got my feet wet by putting a lot of my top 10 reviews into Letterboxd. That's a great idea. My review portfolio doing that. So I recommend that. I know you guys got them and we put so much work into them. It's like, why not? You True. Know? But now my, my newer, my, my new reviews post doing that, I, I try to keep it only to a few sentences. Right. New, Unless new. I feel real crazy. Gotcha. Yeah. New, new. <laughs> new, new. My new, new. All right, guys. Well, uh, in case you forgot what I said at the beginning, listeners, we're not the only podcast at Story Screen, on Story Screen, inside Story Screen. Uh, StoryScreenBeacon.com is a host of many podcasts, articles, and reviews. We also have a members-only service. For $5 a month, you get access to even more content. Who doesn't love content, content, content? <laughs> I made you some content. Yeah, so good. Uh, <laughs> so go check that out. Uh, we love making stuff for you guys. Uh, even if sometimes in the middle of the night I wake up and, and, and question my if I'm derivative. But 
know. <laughs> I'm going to keep sleeping. It's what All it right. means to be human. It's what it means to be human. Thank you guys so much for listening. Keep watching movies. Peace. Bye. Bye.